Now, before we begin our Torah study, we always like to pray this prayer. Baruch atah Adonai, lehenu melech ha'olam, asher kitshenu b'misvatah v'tivanu l'asok b'divrei Torah. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who sanctifies us with his commands and commands us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. Amen. I believe that we're, we're living in troubled times. How many of you have that sense as well? Times are unstable. The, the whole situation in the European Union is unstable, and we see the vote in the United Kingdom to withdraw from the European Union and the shockwaves that that sends to Europe and to many parts of the world. But that's just one among many things that's happening in front of our very eyes. Every day we wake up and, and we find out yet more information, more news. And I think we shouldn't be surprised. Maybe we're not anymore. It's like, what next? But the question really is this. How do we find light for ourselves and light for others during dark times and during troubled times. And it's really important to have a forward focus, no matter how difficult the times may be. The Torah portion this week speaks about this forward momentum and even instructs Moses. We'll we'll, uh, look at it maybe in some detail tomorrow, maybe not. But that the, the menorah and the lampstands in the tabernacle need to be organized in a certain way, and it says so that the light will shine forward. And there's a reason for that. God wants to lead the children of Israel forward. So I just want you to say this one word in English with me, forward. Now there's a, there's a great Hebrew word that's like charge or forward. What is it? Kadima, that's right. We need to have a Kadima attitude at all times, looking forward, looking ahead. God sends his word, the scripture says, so it'll be a light to our feet and a lamp to our path so we can see how to go forward. The temptation when times are difficult is to want to go back to something. The children of Israel, when times were difficult, we read about it, they they wanted to go back to Egypt. Can you imagine Oh, so great being a slave. So great being beaten. It was so great having Pharaoh capriciously decide, today's the day we'll kill the young boys. People forget in the midst of challenge and difficulty that they're called to keep going forward. You can't go back the way you came. It leads to destruction. Now, there are times when God wants to bring us forward even through challenge, and he'll tell us in advance what he wants to do, what he will do, so that we'll have light for ourselves and we can understand what to do. This week's Torah portion and the Hof Torah speak about something that even to this day is still controversial. And it is... It has two components that I want to focus on. One component is this, that God has chosen the Jewish people and he wants to use the Jewish people to be a light to the whole world and to demonstrate the faithfulness of God to the whole world. This is controversial. There are anti-Semites in the world. Did you know that? Not only anti-Semites think God has no good plan for the Jewish people, but there are many Jews who are convinced that God has no plan 
for the Jewish people. It's not that they're anti-Semites. It's either they've given up on God or they've given up on the Jewish people. And many Jewish people do not know what we are chosen for and what we're called for. It's not for latkes. It's not for corned beef, as good as those are. That's culinary Judaism. There's a, it's not for talit. It's not for kipot. Those are good, but that's costume Jewry, if you will. We're called to manifest the faithfulness of God. We're called to experience the faithfulness of God and then to show others about it. So part one of this plan of God is to use the Jewish people in this way. Now part two, that's still controversial to this very day, is that God wants to use Gentiles together with Jews in order to reveal his covenant faithfulness to not only the Jewish people, but the whole world. Now this is controversial to this day because there are some people who believe God is finished with the Jewish people. Replacement theology, you've heard of them. And it's a, it's a terrible error, but it, it basically says God's finished with the Jewish people and now he's going to use what? People like me, whoever it is who thinks that way. That's one part. There's, there's another part. There are Jewish people who are convinced that God only wants Jews or only wants Jews all by themselves, either because of fear or rejection or whatever. They're thinking we must live in isolation from the rest of the world and protect ourselves because all the other nations of the world will do us harm. Well, I want to read two passages. One is from the Torah portion, and one is from the Haftor portion that speak about uh, God's view of what he wants to do with the Jewish people and what he wants to do with the nations. And we can turn to Numbers chapter 10, verse 29. I'm going to skip through this a little bit and read it quickly. Um, Moses said to his father-in-law, the Midianite, the son of Ruel, his name was Hobab, that was one of his names or titles, and he said, we're setting out for the place of which the Lord said, I'll give it to you. We're headed to the land God has promised to us. Come with us and we'll treat you well. Say that with me. Come with us and we will treat you well. You see, Moses had spent 40 years now in Midian. He'd married the, the daughter of, of this priest, and God used this man, this, the father-in-law of Moses, to give him wisdom and instruction and to help him understand uh, and prepare for his very future. And so now they're all together with the children of Israel, and Moses is saying to his father-in-law, come with us. Go with us to that land that God wants to give us. We'll take care of you. We'll treat you well. The, and look at the explanation. Come with us. We will treat you well because the Lord has promised good things to Israel. Do you see that That. Very controversial statement. The Lord has promised good things to Israel. 
That's why you should go with us. And his father-in-law said to Moses, no, I'm not going to go. I'm going back to my own land and my own relatives. Very different response than Ruth had. I'll leave my people. And I'll leave their gods. And I'll leave their land. And I will go to the land that God is giving to the people of Israel. And Israel will be my people. And the God of Israel will be my God. So he says, no thank you. Do you see that? No thank you. And this is the response of some people from the nations who are invited to go with the Jews forward and and are given the promises that God wants to not only bless Israel, but those with Israel. And yet they say, no, thank you. No, thank you. I'd rather go to the land I'm familiar with and the people I grew up with. But I tell you this, the promise that God gave to Abraham and to everyone who wants to be connected to Abraham is this, you will leave. You will leave. You'll leave your family. You will leave your land. You'll leave all that you know. And God himself will take responsibility to lead you forward on his terms. And if you want certainty, that's the most certain thing you can do. Now, does that mean that you're going to know what's going to happen? No. If you want to be in control of everything, don't go with God. He thinks he's the boss. Moses entreats him. Verse 31. Please don't leave. Inasmuch as you know how we are to camp in the wilderness and you can be our eyes. Interesting. Moses is saying, we need you. We actually need you. And it shall be if you go with us, indeed it shall be that whatever good the Lord will do to us, the same we will do to you. Every blessing God gives us will share with you. And they departed. But they departed without him. And so you can see in, in this moment that controversy where someone from another nation says, no thanks. No thank you. Now let's turn to the Haftor portion, Zechariah, verse 18 of chapter 2. Chapter 2, verse 18. This is such a great statement. Sing, O daughter of Zion, and rejoice. This is Zechariah's words given to him by the Lord to speak to the Jewish people. Sing and rejoice. Now you can sing a sad song. Do you know that? You can sing music that will depress you. You can sing music because you're depressed. 
But here's the word. Sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion. Here's why. I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming, the Lord says, and I will dwell in your midst. Can you imagine when Yeshua showed up, there were some people who said, this is what Zechariah was talking about. There are a few old souls in the temple in Jerusalem. They saw Yeshua when he was just a little baby. And they realized who he was. One of them said, I am so satisfied with the life you've given me, Lord. It's fit. It, I'm, I don't need any more. This is it. You let me see him. There were some who, when the Holy Spirit was poured out on Shavuot in Jerusalem, they received the Holy Spirit. They were so filled with joy, they realized it's life from the dead. And they said, God, it couldn't get any better than this. The Lord says, I'm coming, and I will dwell in your midst. You know, there have been Hasidic Jews. There have been Jews of every, every kind who for generations have been praying, God, send Messiah. And the Lord said, okay, I'll send the knowledge of Yeshua to my people. And here we are. Messianic Jews. And some look at Messianic Jews and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, because you heard us and you answered our prayers. Rejoice. Sing, O daughter of Zion, because look, I am coming and I will dwell in your midst, says the Lord. And then immediately it shifts to the controversy. I'll give a free translation here, but very accurate. A lot of Goyim, a lot of Gentiles are going to be joined to the Lord in that day. And they will also become my people. Amazing, right? I mean, it says it right there, doesn't it? I, I, just in case you don't read Hebrew, you can go to the Hebrew and look, and you'll see that it uses this word goyim. It says many goyim. So it's, it's incontrovertible what it's saying. Many people from other ethnic groups who are not born Jewish will be joined to the Lord in that day, by Yom Hahu, in that day. And they will become my people. Now, replacement theology says they will become my people and my people will no longer be my people. That's replacement theology. This is addition theology. It says my people will still be my people and nations that weren't my people will become my people. God spoke to Abraham and said, you'll be the father of many Goyim. Who knew? So God is saying to Israel, do you understand, Israel, what I want to do? 
I want to bless you. I want to come and dwell in your midst. I want to reveal Messiah to you. I want to pour out my Holy Spirit on you. I want to live with you. And I'm inviting Gentiles into the house. No wonder he starts with rejoice. Because for some people, this sounds like the bad news to them. Oh, not the Gentiles. They're always giving us problems. And the Lord's saying, oh no. I'm doing a work in the nations. And I'll dwell in your midst. Many nations. Say that with me. Many nations. Not just one, not just two. Many nations. Many goyim will be joined to the Lord in that day and they shall become my people and I will dwell in your midst. Isn't that interesting? It's not I will dwell in their midst. I will dwell in your midst. I'm going to do this and bless you. And then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you and the Lord will take possession of Judah as his inheritance in the Holy Land and will again choose Jerusalem. Isn't that awesome? It helps us understand what God is about. He said to Abraham, I'm going to do it. He said to Moses and his father-in-law, let's do it together now. He says to Zechariah, I am going to do it. Now in our day, we see it happening. And the Messianic community becomes a place not only for the revival of the Jewish people as Jews, but for the revival of God's plan for the Jewish people, which includes being a light to the nations and a house of prayer for all the nations too. Both are priorities to God. It's not an either or. It it doesn't come from giving up on Jewishness. So here's the controversy. That God is calling the Jewish people to be the Jewish people. Not to assimilate. Not to disappear. Not to try to hide in the Gentile world. Whether it be churches or secular places but to boldly be Jews. I remember I was in Budapest. We were going to do an outreach. It was quite controversial. And I got summoned by the leaders of the Jewish community who were upset because we as Messianic Jews were going to do this thing. And they said, It's too dangerous for the Jews. I said, what do you mean? And they said, well, this is a dangerous place. You have to hide. You have to be quiet. I said, we're we're not quiet. And we don't hide. And they said, "If, if if you do this and Jewish people are visible in this way, This is what they told me. The the Catholics 
will attack us. And I said, do you know that there are many Christians who know that they serve the God of Israel and that their Messiah is Jewish? This made them very nervous to hear. And they said, no, no, no. They'll say, we're trying to steal their Messiah. Can you imagine that mentality? And so they used, I won't tell you the whole story, but they used every method to try to convince us, please do not do this. And then when that didn't work, they resorted to threats. If you do this. Well, here's the funny thing. After we did an outreach, Chabad wanted to do a Hanukkah outreach on the streets of Budapest and got the same treatment, which is, you know, like this, like all Jews are schlamazels, you know, like we, we have no strength and no good fortune, and if we show our faces in this outside world, it will just be bad for us. We don't agree with that. We think we should be bold and clear about who we are. And so the world, both the Jewish world and the Gentile world, the world of faith and the world outside of faith, struggles to believe God about what he wants to do. But let's imagine this, that God knows what he wants to do and that he actually wants to use you in order to help do it. And that you have an invitation from God, like Moses' father-in-law had. If you're a Jew, keep going. If you're not a Jew, come with the Jews and go with God. And serve him together so that the purposes that God has for the Jewish people and the nations of the world can be accomplished. Now, if you believe in apartheid religion, don't go. If, if you're a segregationist spiritually, don't go. If you only want people that look like you, don't go. But if you understand God's interested in the whole world and this is how he's doing it, go. Go with the Jewish people and the God of Israel. Go with the Messiah. And get everything that he has in mind. How much do you want from God? You know what I like to say? Everything. This is absolutely not what I plan to speak about. (laughs) Bless But I understand. (laughs) I understand that we have a call from God that we have to respond to because there is no other alternative other than dreariness. And if you want the light of God in your life, let him use his word to shine it on your path and at your feet And let his light, like it did in the tabernacle, shine forward for you so that when his cloud 
the cloud of his presence or the fire of his presence moves. He moves from above the holy place, surrounded by the people, and he moves out. And what do we do? We move out too. And God said to Israel, even if you've been there a long time, when I move, move with me. Even if you've gotten comfortable in the place, when I move, move with me. Even if you're tired and you want to stay longer, and we've just been there a few days, when I move, move with me. So that you're not left behind. Last words, Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. Lo v'chayil, v'lo v'choach, ki im b'ruachhi amar Adonai tzavaot. Not by force, not by might, not by the power of an army. Not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord, who is the captain of battalions. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the light of Messiah. Thank you for the light of your word. Thank you that you want to show us what you have been planning and what you are doing. And let it be that our hearts are open to you and that we say yes to you and that we don't refuse any opportunity. And that we experience all the blessings and even through the challenges and even through the suffering, we keep our eyes on you You who are the author and the finisher of our very faith. Thank you, Yeshua, that you rose from the dead and you demonstrated the power of God. Thank you that you returned to heaven and you sent the Holy Spirit. And thank you that you live in our midst. You live within us so that we could live for you. In Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. 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 We're going to close with Aaron's blessing. Would you please rise? Wow, look at this. I'm surrounded by great men of God. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep watch over you and protect you. The Lord cause the light of his face to shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face to you and give you his peace. In the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. Shabbat Shalom.